This episode of Internet Today is brought to you by HoneyBook. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. Well, okay, saying that now, after years of missteps from Bethesda, it's pretty redundant. But their latest gaming announcement is quite possibly their dumbest idea yet, and has undoubtedly driven a stake further between themselves and their consumers. It's a $100 subscription to the universally panned game Fallout 76. Possibly the most cynical move by a game studio ever. Yeah. From the time Fallout 76 was first announced back in early 2018 to the initial gameplay demo, which premiered at E3 a few weeks later, to its open beta just weeks before initial release, the game was met with plenty of what turned out to be justified skepticism. Mm -hmm. Was the game's engine even strong enough to support an MMO-style experience? Would fans of the series, who were completely content with the single-player experience, be interested in playing Fallout online with other people? For me, that's a hard no. <laughs> would players get over the fact that you couldn't even talk to NPCs and would instead rely entirely on pre-recorded tapes to get your quests? Uh, the answer to all of those was a resounding no. no. And almost as quickly as it was released, it was mainly forgotten about. Yeah, I mean, And yet... It remains. Yeah, I, I'll say that, yeah, it was kind of fun to play Fallout with your friends if you had friends that were all online playing at the same time and you could actually get into the same world and play for a bit until you got glitched out or booted. Hey, we all got suckered, didn't we? But aside from the main storyline and playing it with a friend, there wasn't much there. And it was horrifically ugly for a AAA game that was released just one year ago. It honestly seemed... I was surprised that it was just released last year. It feels like so long ago now, yeah. but time these days is irrelevant. Now, sure, you could build camps that would get glitched out and deleted if someone else built on top of them or whatever. Uh, you could also set off bombs, and those would sometimes crash servers. Uh, and you could also fight bosses that were somewhat challenging, but there was nothing really going on after that. Just constant level grinding for no discernible reason. Yeah, it was basically uh, uh, all of my least favorite things about the Fallout games. In one. In one, yeah. with none of the things I liked about Fallout. Sounds great, Todd. Yeah. Anyway, then earlier this year, Bethesda thought they had the perfect plan to reinvigorate the player base in addition to bringing in and hooking new players who hadn't given the game a shot yet. A fucking battle royale mode. Oh, woo! Oh, I forgot that happened. Yeah. All right. Thank you, great Bethesda gods. You sure know how to read a room. Congrats. Mm -hmm. Now, alongside the battle royale mode that no one asked for, they announced that human NPCs would be coming to the game, a feature that was actually unsurprisingly delayed until at least next year. <laughs> Uh, and that you could play it for free! Oh, hooray! What a great idea! Thanks, Todd! Well, for free. Yeah. Uh, but instead of doing the one thing that could have actually saved the game, filled its dead worlds with actual players, and potentially kept players around, uh, Bethesda decided not to make the game free to play. And instead, simply offered one free week. Yeah, they'll, they'll get hooked in that week. Mm -hmm. And then they won't be able to stop. We got them. It hasn't worked yet. No. Maybe this time. Yeah, not even like a free week every month or something. Just one free week was all they thought was needed to bolster its constantly dwindling community of active players. Just the shot in the arm that this game needs. Thank you, Todd and team. Well, now they've taken bad ideas to a level that we never thought possible. Instead of learning from their laundry list of mistakes, They've dug their heels into that radioactive dirt from which they built this game upon and decided to unleash a ridiculous, if not actually offensive, subscription model for the game that is so expensive, we honestly can't even imagine that it will help save the company's finances even if their most hardcore players actually all bought it. Yeah, if business proposals could be considered slurs, this would uh, be, this one, would of be them. one, yeah. They're calling this new subscription model Fallout First. 
They should call it thought, thirst. They're thirsty they for are, money. They are very thirsty. They need it. Anyways, here's the pitch. Fallout First is available right now, and it's a premium membership that offers something players have been asking for since before launch. Private worlds for you and select friends. In addition to this huge feature, Fallout First also includes a host of exclusive items and membership bonuses. I like how they were just like, people have wanted this since before the game was announced, and by God, we got around to it. Who are these people, Todd? Show me these people you speak of. And how many of them are actually left considering they were complaining about it before launch? Yeah. So anyway, those bonuses? Yeah. Well, the big one is the previously mentioned private worlds, which are just private servers for you and your friends. But aren't all worlds semi-private when barely anyone is playing the game? <laughs> I guess. It's, it's kind of, you log in right now. You, you're there's you're a decent own. chance you're going to get your own private world yeah. for free. With no one to mess with it. Uh, you also get unlimited storage for crafting components in your own new scrap box container. Mm. A new placeable fast travel point with a stash, sleeping bag, and more for your basic needs. Um, 1,650 atoms per month to use in the atomic shop, which is it's like $15 worth per month. But uh, that many atoms will only buy you some paint for your power armor or maybe a few aesthetic furniture choices for your camp. It's not a lot when you look at how much things yeah. cost in the game. An exclusive ranger armor outfit and some exclusive icons and emotes. Wow, wow yeah, all these cool exclusive bonuses are, uh, of course, relying on anyone else actually, you know, seeing how you've used them and being impressed by it. My which, lord, look at all the money this man has spent. You know, that would require a player base. Yeah, yeah. If you build a cool camp and wear an exclusive outfit, but no one's around to see it does... Did it even happen? And does anyone give a shit? I don't know. There's ah! probably trees falling in the fallout woods all the time that I don't know about. Now, uh, here's where it gets even more ridiculous. Because if you actually want to like fully embrace this new, cool, exclusive membership, you're going to have to cough up a ridiculous amount of money for a game that you've already probably wasted $60 or more on. A month-to-month -month membership to Fallout First, that's going to cost you $13 a month which is about as much as Netflix and more than double the rate for Disney+. Plus. Uh, I know it's not comparing it to games, but it's a lot. And it's also, it's very close to a monthly membership to World of Warcraft, which is a game that's proven itself to be somewhat worthwhile to its player base over the 15 years that it's been released, even though Blizzard is currently embroiled in controversy for bowing to China. Uh, it's still... Their membership service kind of makes sense when you look at what you're getting for it, I guess. Not for me, but... Uh, for some people. I'm the weird one, I guess. But wait, hold on. You can actually save a little cash here by just blindly buying a year of Fallout First in advance for the low, low price of $100. Oh, it's a, yeah. How could I not Why would that? you go month to month when you've got such an amazing deal right there? Yeah. I mean, you, you're technically throwing money away. Yeah. Why not? Wow. Uh, and yes, by the way, you still, to this date, have to buy the actual base game for around $40 now, if you get it at retail. Uh, you, there's other ways to get it, I'm sure, for cheaper. And uh, even with this membership option, it, it still hasn't gone free to play, and it probably never will. So that's, if, you, if, you, if you're like, oh man, you know, finally it's time for me to dig into Fallout 76, see what all the hype is about. Oh, Prove everyone wrong. There's no one here. It's almost as if a, a bunch of atomic bombs were detonated mm -hmm. and all human life was extinguished. So if you wanted to start from scratch and do the membership, that's 140 bucks right out the door. Well, sign me up, Todd. No. Uh, yeah, so why would anyone buy this? And what the hell is Bethesda thinking? 
Uh, well, obviously, they've, they've heard whatever Fallout 76 players are left loud and clear, gamers. They definitely want private servers so they can keep the things that they and their friends have built consistent. Players want a world that is their own and won't need to be changed or altered by the need to jump into a new world and potentially have your camp destroyed by some prick. Mm-hmm. Fine. But holy shit, that price point. Yeah. And we cannot imagine that the whole player base would buy this. It would just be a certain percentage. Uh, I would low. imagine a low, yep. low percentage. Single digits, perhaps. So it really looks like they're trying to milk whatever money they can out of this game before it's completely dead and forgotten about. And they honestly don't care at all about the bad press and negative reaction from people online because the majority of people who, online who are complaining, they're not playing the game or they gave it up a long time ago. Plus... They've already taken so many hits as a company just because of the existence of this game that it honestly couldn't get worse for them. And they know that all they have to do is show up to E3 next year with some gameplay footage of Elder Scrolls 6, and everyone who's been shitting on them for the past two years will just shut the fuck up and start drooling for that They'll next release. They'll be clapping like seals. Oh my god! The Elder Scrolls 6! Thank you, Todd! We struggled through the Fallout 76 release and finally got what we were seeking. Elder Scrolls 6. I'm so fucking angry. Fallout is my favorite game franchise, and it is clearly uh, the it's the possession of uh, people who are absolutely insane. Well, now you know how Star Wars fans feel. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, and and uh, Zack Snyder fans. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, release the extended cut of Fallout 76. We know it's hiding there somewhere. <laughs> There's a good game there somewhere. Uh, now, Bethesda, they have nothing to lose at this point simply because of Elder Scrolls 6. They will show off that game. They'll announce a release date for it, even if it's years away from when they actually show footage. And everyone will love them again until it's released. And then they might hate them because who knows. But chances are it'll probably be good, at least as good as... Skyrim, I guess, unless, hopefully. Unless it's some always-on fucking bullshit. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. But uh, I would say I'd have faith in them learning from mistakes, but they've proven that they haven't been able to do that. But I still I still have hope for Elder Scrolls Six, as a lot of people do. However, at the very least, people hopefully will be a little more hesitant to believe them this time around, and you would expect that pre-orders for a surefire hit like Elder Scrolls might actually not be what uh, they had previously hoped because of their current reputation. Fool me thrice. Yeah, and we should also probably add that this Fallout first announcement is extra hilarious because it happened just days before the release of The Outer Worlds, a game from Obsidian Entertainment, who'd previously worked on uh, Fallout New Vegas, and uh, also the I think some of the writers, or the, some of the original devs from Fallout 1 and 2, Yeah, they're involved as mm -hmm. well. It's basically everything that the diehard Fallout base has been asking for for years, mm -hmm. just in a game that isn't technically Fallout. Yeah. And yeah, Outer Worlds coming out very soon. It's getting damn good reviews, with many claiming that it's the best Fallout game since Fallout 3. Yeah. A knife in the heart of Bethesda. Since Fallout 3. That's some, this is some New Vegas erasure, and I won't stand for it. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, at least fans of the previous titles will have something new to play really soon, even if it's... Obviously not in the same universe. I'm excited. And for it. and uh, I, I just you didn't mention this, but uh, yeah, the the Fallout First costs more than Xbox Game Pass, which grants you access to all the games a, and Outer an excellent Worlds. library. But also very soon, Outer Worlds. Yeah, for a price, a monthly price less than the cost of some cosmetic fucking bullshit for a game that should have never been released. No. 
Uh, before we get into the rest of the news for today, which includes some uh, positive updates on the whole China scandal, as well as another huge gaming fail from a massive company, let's take a moment to thank today's sponsor, and that is HoneyBook. HoneyBook. If you're like us, you run your own business, but uh, you're also used to doing everything with that business. It's a lot. Uh, if you're struggling to get through your to-do list, HoneyBook can help. When you started your business, did you dream about all those admin tasks like drafting proposals and contracts and tracking down payments? Of course not. Ugh. And if that wasn't part of your vision, you should check out HoneyBook. HoneyBook is an online business management tool that organizes your client communications, bookings, contracts, and invoices all in one place. HoneyBook makes it simple to run your business better. Professional templates, e-signatures, and built-in automation keeps everything on track and makes you look good. They can even consolidate services you already use, like QuickBooks, Google Suite, Excel, and MailChimp or Gmail. It is the number one choice for client and business management for freelancers and business owners. Save time and do more of what you love with HoneyBook. And right now, HoneyBook is offering our viewers, that's you, 50% off when you visit HoneyBook.com slash ITDaily. Payment is flexible, and this promotion applies whether you pay monthly or annually. Go to HoneyBook.com slash ITDaily for 50% off your first year. That is HoneyBook.com slash ITDaily, all one, no space. Link thank, in the description. Thank you for sponsoring the show. Now, back into the news now with what appears to be one of the most egregious attempts at cashing in on a successful franchise that we've ever heard about. It's since Fallout 76. Yeah, and that includes Fallout. <laughs> Somehow, Fallout has been outdone this week. Yeah. By the folks over in Connecticut, the McMahons. We're talking about WWE 2K20 and the absolute catastrophe that its release has so far so far been. For me, it's been a fucking joy though because I love God damn, I, I like actively the hashtag PS4 share. I just scroll through it all day. <laughs> like, oh man, they got any more of those shares? Yeah, they keep popping up and they're always entertaining. Not if you spent the money to produce them. But when I think the game can't get any more fucking glitched out, yeah. I see a new one where I'm like. That's the thing is like buying this game if you if you know how to capture media and uh, have somewhat of a social media presence, it's actually paying you back in views and recognition. So kind of an investment. Yeah. Matt, admittedly, we have to start out by saying that we've never really played any of the games in this series, but we are well aware of how massive professional wrestling is and just how rabid the fan base is. So it's no surprise that everyone is pretty upset with how the once ga great gaming franchise, which is based on the sport's biggest brand, has completely fallen off the deep end in terms of quality. Yeah, it looks like shit. It does. Every year, I'm like, why does this look like a game that came out 10 years ago? Hmm. It's weird. Yeah. So yeah, there are certainly no shortage of examples as to just how completely broken this game is. And there's, of course, a very neatly compiled list filled with links that show proof of its numerous shortcomings. It includes things like horrible amounts of lag and frame rate drops in multiplayer matches, multiple crashes caused by simple actions from the player, incorrectly labeled intro music, referees not working properly. <laughs> <Yeah>. Three, <laughs> ten. 17. Well, they're like One. walking around on their knees or yeah. they're just like stuck. In, uh, there's absurdly wacky animations. That's that's the best part. Yeah. Uh, bad physics. Very, very bad physics. Bad camera angles. General gameplay glitches. And of course, the fact that the graphics in general look like they're from a game that came out 10 years ago, even though the previous year's titles were constantly improving. Yeah. It looks worse than the game that came before it. Yeah. How can this be? Well, it's uh, the, uh, this is like, as far as I know, like I said, haven't been following the franchise all that much. This is, uh, 
the the worst thing that's happened since they first introduced the facial scan, where everyone was basically creating monsters. That shit was great. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Uh, so why is this happening? Shouldn't a game that's been released on a yearly schedule, like most other sports games, be at the very least consistent, if not improving year after year? Okay, here's the deal. Up until this year, the game was being developed by the same company since 2013, a Japanese developer named Yuxco. Uh, they'd actually been doing wrestling games for far before that, but yeah. uh, they took over the 2K series or what happened with THQ. It, it, listen, they started 2K whatever in 2013. Earlier this year, news broke that Yuxco would be developing their own pro wrestling game with no affiliation to their WWE franchise games. And back in early August, just about two months or two and a half months before WWE 2K20 was scheduled to be released, it was announced that Yuke's would no longer be involved in the development of that game at all. So, obviously, a big hiccup. Yeah, so as a result, 2K had to offload the entire development of WWE 2K20 to their in-house development studio, Visual Concepts, with what we can only assume was that 10-week window to finish everything so that they could still hit their scheduled release date. What could go wrong? So yeah, basically the company that built the engine and had years of experience building these games left. Bye. And 2K's in-house studio, who hadn't been working on this game, was just sort of given the engine and told, I don't know, make it work no matter what, or you lose your fucking jobs. It's crunch time, baby. Crunch time, 80-hour weeks. <laughs> Kiss your family goodbye. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so the clips you've seen online or the frustration you've experienced in actually trying to play this game and you know have it live up to the standards set forth by previous iterations is the result of this all of these things happening. Yeah. 2K apparently had no choice but to put out just whatever they had by the time the release date came around. You wanted it, you got it. Here's and, 2K20. Uh, yes, it's their fault. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this probably could have been avoided or... Yeah, we're sure that in addition to crapping out whatever they could in time to hit quarterly goals for their investors, the license with WWE was probably on the line as well. Yeah, you could assume that. If they pulled the game or delayed it, they could have been in violation of their contract with WWE, which could have potentially given them a whole new list of problems. So you got Vince on the phone. Vince showing up at your office. <laughs> Where's the damn game? Where's my fucking game? I don't care. It looks like shit. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> All I know about wrestling is from gifts. Yeah, seriously. Uh, either way, it is hilarious to see just how bad a game can turn out if the people who've been, you know, experienced in creating it just leave the project. And yeah, you gotta kind of feel bad for fans who bought it so they could have the latest and greatest version of the game. But uh, at the very least, it appears that Sony is offering refunds for digital purchases of the game, which typically is not an option. But at this point, it's a necessity because of the amount of bad press and proof, visual proof, constant Visual proof that the game is fundamentally broken. Now, in addition to that, all of this is made for some great content online, as we said earlier, because it's a never-ending stream of examples showing how broken this AAA title is. It's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, if this was just like some like Gary's Mod thing, yeah, it'd be beautiful. People would people would be all over it. But this is supposed to be a a functioning <laughs> wrestling game, yeah. uh, and it's not. But uh, now is a great time. I don't follow this shit too closely, but Twitter and Google both think that they both think that I am really into wrestling, even though I'm not. Oh. So I am aware that uh, AEW, the All Elite Wrestling, yeah. is sort of taking over. It's it's picking up steam. I watched it's, the first episode of it. It was yeah. uh, it was it was wrestling. I, more more than any other uh, company in the last twenty years, they're actually sort of 
Uh, they look like they might be competition. So this is now a great chance for them to step in, make their own video game mm -hmm. that isn't a buggy mess. And that's how I got into wrestling in the first place in the 90s was playing wrestling yeah. video games. I cannot fucking wait until 2K releases XFL Football 2K21. Because that is just going to be a dream of the a game. The glitches will make sense, though. It's like, yeah. oh, you like flew off into the sky. It's because yeah, he, he got hit super hard. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> enough wrestling. Moving on now. How about an update regarding China and Hong Kong? Mm -hmm. uh, there's been no shortage of continuing examples of companies bending the knee for China. But uh, on opening night of the official NBA season, we did get to see some positive examples of outspoken people within the NBA as well as fans. Mm hmm First up, during an NBA pre-show on TNT, right outside of the Staples Center here in L.A. where the Clippers were about to face off against Chairman LeBron <laughs> and their crosstown rivals, the Lakers, legendary basketball player, very tall man, and rising EDM star DJ Shaquille O'Neal rocked the house and uh, probably pissed off the, the uh, NBA execs that he works for when he voiced his opinion on this China scandal, saying the following. We, as American people, we do a lot of business in China. And they know and understand our values. And we understand their values. And one of our best values here in America is free speech. We're allowed to say what we want to say, and we are allowed to speak out on injustices. And that's just how it goes. And if people don't understand that, that's something they have to deal with. Now, he continued, I just think it was unfortunate for both parties. And then you got people speaking when they don't know what they're talking about. But Daryl Morey was right. Whenever you see something wrong going on anywhere in the world, you should have the right to say, that's not right. And that's what he did. Yeah, the other announcers, it was it was split. Charles Barkley really let me down. He was very much towing the company line. And I'm like, Charles, Charles Barkley is supposed to be the one who just speaks whatever's on yeah. his mind at the given moment. Like he's a, he's a, a, a hilarious character, and he very much was just like, yeah, I don't know. I think it's kind of selfish. Like, you know, you're hurting people's jobs. We're all trying to just make money here. I do like that he added. Uh, people don't know what they're talking about. As a clear reference to LeBron, yeah. who said that people don't know what they're talking about. Love yeah. that. Anyway, this was also in addition to the fact that the NBA does seem to be coming to their senses a, a tiny bit, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, almost entirely thanks to the fan backlash. Uh, because it was reported a few days ago that the Chinese government actually asked the NBA to fire Daryl Morey, and reportedly, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver responded to them saying, there's no chance that's happening. There's no chance we'll even discipline him. Which is a great response. Yeah. It's also a response that may not have been made if it weren't for the backlash. I guess we'll never know. But he, still, that's good. Yeah. In addition to all of this, a young fan made everyone online very proud when he tricked a cameraman so good. into showing him holding up a Clippers shirt on the dance cam only to drop that shirt and reveal a Fight for Freedom Stand with Hong Kong shirt that was hiding underneath. Uh, we can't show you the video here because we would definitely get struck for copyright, but we have linked it down below. And you should definitely, I know we used images to show what happened, but you should watch the video uh, just for the cameraman's reaction, to it, <laughs> which is to just yeah, yeah. wildly pan the camera. Oh around. no, they told me if I did, if I showed... Hong Kong stuff, I'd be in big trouble. <laughs> wow! That's literally like the reaction it's as so if good. you were like caught staring at someone and yeah. you just like you're trying yeah. to play it off. It is, uh, it's really uh, I, worth it. Yeah, I love this because it's like your your odds of getting on the dance cam very low, unless very you're a child low. Doing yeah. a dab. Yeah, yeah, but he he this kid knew what he was doing. He's a cute kid. He's doing doing a fun dance, holding yeah. the shirt up, and then it's just like ha ha, boom, stand <laughs> with Hong Kong, gotcha. motherfuckers. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Kick me out. I'm a child. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> uh, it was wonderful. Yeah, Rod Breslau's uh, tweet of it has like 
45,000 retweets. It's fantastic. It is uh, it's a very successful uh, bit of civil disobedience by yeah. this child. Yeah. And, uh, a I hero in school, him. I'm sure. When he is old enough, I, I hope, he, hope he does great things. Yeah. Anyways, that's it for today's <laughs> episode. Uh, we didn't do a podcast for our patrons this week, but we did do a Jackbox Party Pack 6 stream. And, and invited uh, uh, with our patrons. The, yeah, and, the, and YouTube members. Uh, uh, we, it's, it's not public. It's unlisted. So the link is down in the description if you want to watch it. It's three hours of video games. So, uh, you know. <laughs> Sit back. Didn't want to clutter our shit up, but it's there. Go to sleep with it on. It, we'll, we'll, we'll serenade you to sleep with our terrible jokes. Yeah, there's also a new episode of Tech News Day where uh, we did some fun news about Rollins driving cars and... Uh, digital prayer beads, and then some less fun news about Amazon warehouses continuing to, like, kill people that work there. <laughs> it's a mixed bag. Yeah. And also Weekly Weird News, where we uh, covered, you know, the latest Jacob Wolf stuff, but also... Uh, the president. The president being Tricking a people. psychopath. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, check those out. We'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.